Welcome in, welcome in. You are locked to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Happy Monday. I hope that you had an amazing holiday weekend, that your Thanksgiving was pleasant, relaxing, you actually gave thanks, and ate well. I mean, it is Monday, and you know, we always say it, and it's always true, but we have a lot to get into tonight, so I hope that you are relaxed. Um, it's Monday, so no libations. Maybe, you know, maybe some tea. Maybe you have some tea to relax you so that we can get into these topics. Of course, this is the show where we hit all the trending topics across entertainment, sports, lifestyle, and culture with me, Jill Monroe. Now, if you want to weigh in on any of these topics tonight, hit us up, 800-920-1580. Of course, you can always get in on the chat on YouTube. Check us out there. Hit us up on social media, KBLA 1580. Of course, hit me up, at Stiletto Jill. Love to hear from you. And, you know, say hi. Let us know how your holiday was. All of those good things. Now, of course... Let me run down what we are going to be discussing tonight. In hour one, you heard T.I. You know, Andy's on point. We're going to be talking about the situation with King Harris, T.I. and Tiny's son. There was an outburst yesterday at the Atlanta Falcons game that turned a little physical. Do you think that we're expecting too much from celebrity children, from their offspring? Or is this just a case of a child being disrespectful and forgetting his place? We're going to get into that. We are also going to get into, you know, over the holiday, there were some more lawsuits that were added. Diddy and Aaron Hall were accused of sexual assault early in the 90s. So we're going to give you the details of that case and take a mini deep dive into Aaron Hall's past, his ex Gloria Velez, former video girl, she's spoken out about some things. You know, Aaron did an interview a few years back. We're going to get into all of that, how that makes them look today, and some of the things he said about Gloria. But we're also going to get into Gloria's response to his comments and some things about the situation to give it some texture, some context about what was happening at that time. We're also going to have a Jimmy Iovine update on his case and a couple of others. We're also going to get into hour three. Tiana Taylor and Amon Shumpert. We talked about it briefly last week that their divorce is public. Tiana actually filed in January of this year using initials so that the details would not get out to the general public. But Iman filed something and used their real, you know, their whole names, I should say. And so some of the details of the divorce, they got out. And in that, you know, Tiana accuses Iman of being jealous of her career. So we're going to get into that and talk about because, you know, this is kind of on the opposite end of all of that advice and encouragement about get with a man that loves you no matter his price in life. And if you're a successful woman, you don't have to worry about these things. Well, here's a situation with a successful woman, but financially 
not near her husband, an NBA champion, financially. Amon Shumpert earned $40 million in his career. We'll get into that later. We're going to talk about that. We also have a Tyrese Gibson and Samantha Lee update because, you know, they love to update the Internet on their various things going on. We also will have an update about um, an entity, a sports entity that is using AI for some of its reports, but... We'll tell you what people have a problem with and what they've been doing. So we're going to get into that. Like I told you, it's a lot of stuff. we got a little Kanye West, Chris Brown update. You know, they stay with some things. We also are going to get into some of Luke's comments in reference to Gloria Velez. Gloria used to work with Luke back in the day. This all will tie together for you. So we're going to get into that. Now, listen, before we get into the topics of the evening, you know, as always, I have a couple of conversation starters for you. These are things that you need to be aware of, but we may not have all the time to get into everything. Listen, one thing that I can tell you off bat, the roundup of news for 2023 is going to be crazy, just crazy. Every month, it tops itself. Okay, first up, yesterday was basically Atlanta Day at the Falcons game. And, you know, we're going to get into some details of that later. But Jermaine Dupree was on hand. Ludacris performed at halftime. He was flying over the crowd. You know, Luda has announced that he has a new album that will be dropping next year. So we have new music on the way from him. And, of course, there was also other luminaries from the ATL there. Jazzy Faye, Divine Stevens, Dallas Austin, T.I. and Tiny, and more. So shout out to them for the event. Um, You know, the thing that happened on the side was just that, on the side. We have to send condolences to Mila of 702. We know she just lost her sister, Irish, a few months ago. And less than two months after that, this month on November 15th, her mother passed away. It was noted on Instagram. So we just want to send Misha a whole lot of love. That's a lot to happen so close to the holidays and your sister and then your mom. So we want to send her lots and lots of love and support. Also, you know, we're gearing up for the Color Purple release, Stars Fantasia. Taraji P. Henson, Coleman Domingo, and others. And the soundtrack apparently is going to be lit. Megan The Stallion has a new original sound song for the Color Purple soundtrack. It's going to be dropping on Friday, December 15th. So we'll get ready for that. On the other side, more trending topics, more headlines. We're going to get into this T.I. and Tiny and King story. All of that and more. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Infusing a sense of fun and entertainment in every episode. You're listening to RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Listen, over the weekend, it was the premiere of Beyonce's Renaissance documentary. And of course, it'll be hitting theaters this coming weekend. However... In advance of that, the premiere took place here in Los Angeles. And if you saw Beyonce, some were saying that her look, she went with an icy 
white blonde wig, platinum dress, strapless with gloves. All, yeah, all five members of Destiny Child were there. I don't know. Can you say Latoya and Latavia, are they still members of Destiny's Child? I'm going to say yeah. You know, they were at the premiere. We also have heard snippets that there's, you know, a moment in the film of them together, maybe singing or something of that nature. So we'll see. I told you, my belief is that some type of DC5 reunion song or something is coming for the 25th anniversary of the group. At any rate, Lizzo was also there. Of course, Kelly Rowland, Michelle Williams, Latoya Luckett, Gabrielle Union, Tia Maori, uh, let's see, Coco Jones, Lupita was there, Chris Jenner and Corey Gamble, Chloe and Hallie, Laverne Cox, I said Coco Jones, right? Janelle Monet, Vanessa um, Bryant, along with Natalia, Issa Rae, Lori Harvey. So, you know, it was star-studded. Everyone was decked out in their Renaissance regalia, and it was fantastic. Have you paid your $30 to go see the Beyonce movie? I want to know. I want to know. I'm interested in seeing it. I hope that it will end up on streaming, though, because I'm not interested in going to the theater to see it. I paid my dues. And, um, yeah, I'm very interested in checking it out, but I'm just not trying to go sit in the theater to see it. Wrong time of year for that. Okay, let's get into this T.I., Tiny, and King situation. Now, you know, we've been hearing about King a lot in the past couple of months. It was just a couple of weeks ago that on a podcast, he was saying that he didn't really live with his parents growing up. He said that he really lived with his grandmother and would head to his parents' house to do the show. Now, there's a couple of reasons that could be your parents are obviously rapper, a rapper and an R&B star. They travel and tour a lot. So I'm sure there were times when, you know, grandma kept them better than being in the company, perhaps of a nanny or something else while their parents, while his parents were working. Right. But, you know, whatever happened, he feels that that's who really raised him and not his parents. And we've seen King rebel. We've seen him on video almost getting into fights with kids. We've seen him with, uh, I think, you know, some outbursts of his own on his Instagram lives, etc. So right now he is, you know, asserting his manhood, I guess. So this Sunday at the Atlanta Falcons game, right, T.I. and King were disagreeing over um, Instagram. Well, King was on Instagram Live. And there was a conversation about growing up. And T.I. was discussing his childhood and how his children's childhood was that of privileged, right? And he asked his son, you know, about being subjected to living in poor conditions growing up, right? Such as roach-infested homes. He said, King, have you ever woke up with a roach on your face? Um... And that, you know, basically he was like, all right, then you don't know what you're talking about. Basically saying that King grew up with a silver spoon in his mouth, that he grew up privileged. 
Tiny also added in saying, um, King was like, do y'all want to go to the bando in my neighborhood? You know, he said that T.I. was basically lying to boost his public image. And he said to make him look better, he says stuff that he knows isn't true. So Tiny chimed in and said that King had a silver spoon, right? And King again mentioned that he spent a lot of time at his grandmother's house and that he got into a lot of fights as a child. You know, he said, I don't want to be in these gates. I want to be outside in the neighborhood, right? Why is it? And and here's the thing. I know we see this a lot sometimes with children that are privileged. I put that in quotes because, you know, different variations of that, that sometimes they seem to wander into the other side. They may be excited by it, curious about it. In King's case, you know, he was probably exposed to it in doses, maybe just by his dad's rap music. Who knows, you know? But he certainly wants to prove that he's about that life. You know, as he has said frequently, he's standing on business. Sounds like his dad talking, right? I'm just saying. Um, It got serious, though, right? They continued to point out, Tiny and T.I. pointed out some of his habits, saying that, you know, he cried like a baby to be with his grandmother and would hold his breath and turn tantrums and throw tantrums in order to get his way. Could be maybe he wanted to be at grandma's house because it was easier for him to get away from with things. What I will say is outside looking in, don't know, not going to get into, you know, what we think, what type of parent we think T.I. is. He does seem to be present in his male son's lives and interested in them not being embarrassing to the family or not trying to be something that they aren't. He's not encouraging him to be hard like your daddy in that sense, right? But, you know, King is not trying to hear that. And T.I. started saying, you are embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing yourself. Tiny also said that his grandmother would allow king to suck his pacifier and that seemed to really set king off king was like ain't nobody sucking a passy i'm gonna tell you why i believe tiny because he said passy that's what most kids call the pacifier and you know probably in secret i know a kid that had a bottle till he was about six years old he would when he would get dropped off at school he would leave his bottle in the car the bottle needed to be in they're an adult now, obviously, in the car when they returned to it and did that till about six, seven, eight, well beyond the time that should have a battle. So these things happen. Shout out to D-Black909 in the chat. I'm going to tell you what, D-Black, I didn't told you about referring to me as auntie. We cool. You my people. I love you. And my Thanksgiving was amazing. I do have leftovers, but I'm kind of done with them. I think I want to make a turkey pot pie with my fried turkey, but we're done with that. Andy, what do you have to say about King's shenanigans? Were you done breaking it down? I mean, pretty much. I mean, you know, they just went back and forth and then T.I. grabbed him up. I guess King couldn't take off the live before that happened. And he was like, you can't see me. You can't see me. Part of me is like, yeah, that's what your dad's supposed to do if you mouth enough and being disrespectful in public to your parents. But again, I know people are triggered by T.I. and some of the things that he has said in the past and some of the choices that he has made. But, um, you know, 
Shout out to TKP704 in Charlotte. Good evening. Good morning to you. I, I don't know. It's just an interesting case. I think that King wants to prove himself and establish himself. And I know that it can be difficult because when you do come from privilege, sometimes people don't take you seriously. They don't think that you have had to put in any work for things or that you've ever gone through anything. So they may try you. So he probably did have fights, you know, but I think that he's being crazy disrespectful publicly. And, you know, I don't know. What are your thoughts? You know, I'm not going to look at it as disrespect. I'm going to put myself in his shoes. And I think I think you illustrated it right there. You know what I'm saying? Before you send it off to me. Um, it's unfortunate, but I think opposites attract, right? Like you said, most privileged kids, for some reason, whatever, they have this uh, interest in street life or or the struggle so to speak not everybody not all of them um you also got to understand the the household in which he grew up ti being his dad uh part of me wants to blame the music obviously and that lifestyle is something that ti rapped about you know what i'm saying he Heavy. grew up um, he probably witnessed some things saw some things and you know that that lifestyle uh might have been something that's attractive um it also reminds me of what uh, Michael Irvin had to say about his child, right? T Tarantino. Uh, you grew up in the in a gated community, yet you talk in the street life. It's 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 like opposites attract because you talk to a lot of cats who grew up in the streets. They would probably tell you, man, I would have loved to have lived with both of my parents, you know, away from you know what I'm saying the struggle or whatnot. And I think you know there's this this stereotype. Once again, you broke it down from privileged kids that you know that they're soft didn't work for anything or whatnot. And I just think he just wanted to prove people like, look, yeah, T.I., Tiny's, they, they my parents or whatnot. But, yeah, I grew up with grandma. <laughs> I grew up outside of the gate or whatnot. You feel me? Like I, I heard his grandmother didn't live. I mean, I can't imagine they still had their parents in the bando. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So I just, I don't know. Uh, Shannon said it right, man. You know, just a spoiled old brat or whatnot. And I'm gonna give him grace. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna say that he was being disrespectful. I think, as a kid, it hurts that my own parents have to call me this, knowing knowing damn well when I go to school, I'm probably getting bullied for being privileged. Right. I I, I agree. I think so. But I think that he he brings it on. So what what I can say, right? What I remember is. As a kid going to like, you know, a friend's house or a cousin's house that maybe lived in a different area for me, different environment. Um, the hood was fun. Some more kids there. It was always something going on. Right. And, you know, it was it was a different type of fun. So. I think about that sometimes when I look at these kids because it's just it's a different experience, you know, whichever way you're going. It's something that you're not used to. Right. And I think that and, and I'm not saying this is with King, but I think, too, for me, one thing that I always did, I never wanted to judge friends by their circumstance, you know, so I would not not be friends with someone if they lived in a different area, my parents would, you know, of course they would monitor, but we didn't 
I could not go to my friend's house because of whatever and just have them come to ours. We would go back and forth. So I don't know if it's a thing like that with him. Plus, you know, dealing with his parents, he was. But I remember him talking about being bullied a few years ago with video and some things happening. I um, And so, you know, shout out to Channon. She says, I'm pretty sure he went to private school. He may have. But, you know, here's the thing. People often th- private school can be a different type of bullying, a different type of intimidation, you know. So it may not be the same rough and tumble and the same type of scary things, for lack of a better term, that happens in public school. But there are some dangers, some interesting circumstances that can come about in private school as well. You know, I do think it is interesting, though, that he was saying they're not going to tell you anything. They're trying to hide it, sugarcoat it. You know, he said his dad was capping. He knows I stand on business. He knows I ain't no ninja ever pulled my card in my life. I stand on business. You drop me in your hood. I stand on business. You want to hide it from the world? I'm going to put it out here for them to see. You ain't have to put me up nowhere. Here's the thing. After all of this happened, right, he then came along and, um, you know, put some more topics onto social media, right? He was like, again, I stand on business. Don't give a bleep who you are. I I D G A F, who you are. Uh, MF, can't play with me. Can't be in my face. I'm not going down. I'm a grown man now, right? He also said, if I was a mistake, just say so. So, again, that's why I think that there is some lashing out in this. You know, kids are hurt by different things and use other ways at times to get back at their parents, to get their parents' attention, to not. I'm not really sure what's going on with him, but... I hope that um, they can resolve it again. He deleted those tweets. A couple of people have, of course, weighed in on what's going on. Hitmaker, you know, that used to be Youngberg. He said, I love Tip and his whole family. I used to be exactly like King as a kid. And now that I'm a grown man with some money, I 1000% know I was tripping. Be smart, little bruh. King didn't like that. He seemingly responded back with some heat on his Instagram story, but he didn't say no name. So we don't know. Maybe he was talking about someone else. There was also commentary from Shannon Sharp, who said that you should always honor thy mother and father, you know, to live long from the Bible. Of course, Chad Johnson had a little difference of opinion as far as that went. I just hope that they work it out and that whatever is going on with King, it doesn't decline into something more serious because he's trying to prove a point. And, you know, some people that will let him prove that point. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. I mean, I've had spats with my parents. I'm sure you had spats with your parents. Absolutely. But not on social media where everybody can see and then they see your dad yoking you up. They'll be I fine. mean, I feel like that stuff is a different type of thing on your mental no they'll be fine i mean think they grew up with social media now true so they've lived their lives good bad indifferent on social media they'll be fine that's facts
Well, when we come forward, we're going to get into more trending topics, more headlines. Fahim in the chat says, I'm sure Tiny and T.I. were living like Ward, weren't living like Ward and June Cleaver. I'm sure they weren't either, but he said he spent a lot of time at his grandmother's house. So if they, you know, they have admitted that they have a special type of lifestyle. But I think that they sent the kids away when they were into that special type of lifestyle. But everybody can read the Internet. When we come forward, more trending topics, more headlines. I have an update for you about Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy. On the other side, sports news coming up for you. KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. You know we had to let that KC and JoJo ride. That song so much reminds me of like an Al Green song. I love Al Green. Um, Love and Happiness is one of my favorite songs of all time. I feel like that is one of those songs that is, you know, just sums up life, the joy, the pain, the feelings, the emotions, the the bass line is crazy on it, the guitar, the organ, you know, and it's just had that tinge of gospel. And that's what that song reminds me of. Everybody in the chat, Shannon Thompson, Urban Spinster hitting the live, live. Okay, you know I can't sing, so let me not try and hit Casey's vocal. Y'all don't roast me. I try, though. I try. It's all a good fun. Andy? Uh, before we go on to the next topic, I do want to uh, go back to the whole T.I. and King situation. Yep. So uh, remember the movie ATL, right? Yep. Remember when he snatched up um, Evan Ross? No. No. Oh, oh. Remember Nunu? Yep. Yeah, her exactly. Character. Exactly. And let's take it a step further. Nunu was loosely, loosely based off of T-Boz, right? So, because the whole thing about that movie, if we recall, it was based off of Dallas Austin and Tion, T-Boz and the skating rink they used to go to in Atlanta and growing up. And um, someone else also used to hang out with them. I think Kim Porter. No, Kim Porter was... Um, what's the other movie with Nick Cannon? Drumline. Drumline. I think Kim Porter was a little bit of the inspiration behind that script. But uh, ATL, definitely. Tion, Dallas Austin, someone else. So T-Boz was faking the funk back then? I I don't know if this is exactly in that thing. I don't think so, because I don't think Tion grew up privileged per se maybe a little bit better off or maybe you know she was the girl that people considered the fly girl a little more i'm not sure but i do know it was based off of that and then another thing you know you said something uh profound earlier um you talked about how when you went to friends homes who probably weren't as privileged like you didn't have a spirit where you felt like you needed to judge or whatnot and it just has me thinking like for parents who who come from poverty, right, mm-hmm. who was able to make it and become successful and then, you know, later on have children who didn't necessarily have to grow up under those circumstances. It makes me wonder if they had discussions about what it is to be privileged, because I think, you know, if they had conversations on what it is to be privileged, maybe they wouldn't have, you know, this disposition. They would have a more understanding of where they're at. I think maybe because I think it can be difficult because one, we always desire what the unknown or what we haven't seen. Right. And so I think that one of the interesting things, like I know with my parents, I grew up very, very differently from how they grew up. 
but they were my parents, like vastly differently. The things that I was exposed to, the things that I had got to do based off of their hard work, right? And so I don't know if they ever had the one-to-one -one comparison, but when I got older, I understood some of the bumps where they just didn't understand me or my perspective because I had grown up in a totally different situation. And them to me, sometimes in some of the things that they would do or say, but of course I didn't fully understand it till I was older and, you know, got to experience life and look at things. But for me, because for whatever reason, Early on, I switched schools a lot. So I got to see a lot of different environments. I got to see different parts of the city. And that was just helpful to me. Plus, I'm going to be honest, TV. I watched a lot of TV as a kid, a lot of movies. So, and I read a lot of books. So I shaped certain ideas and things from that, you know. But I, I mean, I think that no matter what, we always imagine what the other side looks like and probably to King sitting right there seeing his parents like his dad made it up out of that a lot of that stuff still probably looks adventure you know in some ways you know his dad is dripped out in jewelry still getting gun charges so in some ways it's like unfortunately your son saw saw and has heard a lot of the things that you talk when he says standing on business that sounds just like T.I. And and he could be in some ways trying to live up to his dad's shadow, but rebelling, you know, in other ways. It's complicated. Like, I look at it like this. T.I. and Tiny together have, what, maybe seven children together? Something like that, right? And of them, there's two that have seemingly, you know, had some things come out. Deja who is obviously not Tiny's child, but she's come out and said some things. And then now King. So, you know, you never know how it's going to impact the children because, you know, Major grew up with him. We, you know, Eris is young. We'll have to see. Uh, Zanique, who is Tiny's daughter, older, grew up with him and seemingly, you know, there might be some things that people say, oh, that's kind of questionable. I don't know if you always can avoid it, even if you talk to them about it, even if you have those conversations. Because I think about some of the episodes of the family business where T.I. was trying to talk to the boys, talk to King especially about, I mean, this has been an ongoing theme about, you know, when he first said that he wanted to rap. Listen, you grew up different. You grew up here. So... We'll have to see. It's just an interesting thing. It's hard when your parents come from one type of situation to air and that that made them rich. That made them who they are. You know, it's not Tamika and Clifford. It's T.I. and Tiny. And they were representing, especially T.I., standing on business meant going to jail. Standing on business meant your mama was on the curb right next to him, holding him down. So mixed signals, perhaps, you know. Definitely make signals for sure. So we hope they work it out. Okay, Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence. Now listen, we know they did life together and they are good friends. But did you know, and I'm pretty sure we've talked about this, but did you know, did you know that their children are dating? They've been seriously dating. So Martin Lawrence's daughter, Jasmine, 
Did they get married? I think they may have even gotten married yet um, over the summer. I'm not sure. But Martin Lawrence's daughter, Jasmine, and Eddie's son, Miles, are together. They're a couple, right? Well, Eddie has a new movie coming out called Candy Cane Lane. He co-stars with Tracy Ellis Ross in it. And in a recent interview, when discussing the movie, they talked about the Thanksgiving holiday. And so Eddie said that for the holiday, he believes that... It won't be a raucous holiday with, you know, the two families coming together. He felt that the kids would probably hit Martin's house first and then come to his, right? Eddie and um, Martin obviously have done two films together, Life, as we just mentioned, when they were the best buddies. That movie's hilarious. And also Boomerang, which we can't forget, romantic comedy classic. And um, so they have a relationship together, right? But what Eddie pointed out is that a Thanksgiving dinner at either of their houses is not going to be what you expect. It's going to be a lot more low-key because everyone is very different, they said, in real life. And Eddie said, you know what's interesting? Neither one of us are like our on-screen personas. And Tracy Ellis Ross jumped in and said, you know, that was one of the most surprising things about meeting Eddie. He's a gentle person, but he's an introvert, very gentle and very quiet. I was going to say, what is Eddie's? What is his thing? Like, what do you mean? (laughs) What I mean, you use the word. I just I blanked out on the word that you use. Like what? Like what is his persona? I'm just saying, being an actor, he's played so many many different type of personas. You know what I'm saying? I think that Eddie was probably much, you know, back in the 80s, we all saw Delirious and Raw. We're not allowed to reference them. You know, Eddie got lit. He was outside, outside, you know. Didn't Eddie try or date Whitney for a minute or try, like, went out? You know, Eddie was out there doing his thing. And um, obviously, he got a lot of kids. So he was hitting it hard. and I think in his older, you know, he's a grandfather now, things like that. I think Martin might be a grandfather as well. So they're a little calmer in their older age. And Martin has always maintained he was very different off stage than on. I think that that is what naturally happens for some as you get older. And when you have those type of extroverted personalities, especially when you're talking about on stage and stuff like that. I think it's natural because maybe if you, although we haven't seen Eddie on stage in quite some time, but I think it's natural that maybe in your home life, you reserve that energy or, you know, a little more calmer in your day to day. I mean, I I guess it makes sense. You know, I remember 50 talking about how a lot of people think like right after a concert or whatnot, how he goes to the club. Nah, after his concert is done, he goes straight to his hotel, straight to sleep. Right. I think a lot of people, I mean, to your point, I think a lot of people expect they're disappointed. Like when they go to a concert and they go backstage, they think it's going to be turned up, drinks everywhere, partying. And most especially if it's a veteran act, most of those people are like, I come in, do my set and I'm out. I'm not sitting there. I'm not turning. You know, they're past that point. But we as the audience sometimes aren't in that place and aren't aware Urban Spinster in the chat says, wasn't Deja the daughter that T.I. was trying to make sure her hymen was still intact by going to the guy, OBG guy in a college disappointments with her? OK, here's the thing with that. He did say that. I think that that statement, he probably shouldn't have said it, but was taken out of context. He was joking. He was being sarcastic. His point was he didn't want his daughter out there in the world and 
you know, I'll go call her gyno up and check or da 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 da. I don't know if he really did that. If he did, correct me. But I felt like a lot of times when you see, especially strict fathers that used to be in the street, that's usually why they're so strict because they don't want their karma, some would say, or their child running into a man like them, especially their daughters. So they are overprotective. Yes, it is a leftover of the misogynistic era, but I think we are changing in terms of what is acceptable, what is okay. And I also think, and this isn't about you, Urban Spencer, at all, but just in general, people don't really listen sometimes or listen to comprehend. They just, you know, see a headline or see something and go with it. And then things get a little twisted and taken out of context. Again, you know, those type of jokes for fathers, especially of a certain age, I would say boomers and Gen Xers, you know, those are the kind of jokes that they would make. I'm going to get my shotgun and, and things like that. It's not appropriate now. We get that. But sometimes it's going to take some of these people a minute to understand the new lingo, the new rules, and get up to speed, especially if they're doing it as a, for a while. Fahima says, Jill, I would be up as a kid when I was supposed to be asleep watching Johnny Carson and Larry King and listening to adult conversations. Exactly. I mean, listen, there was, before cable, there was home box office, which was HBO, this thing called On, and select. You would like click the button. It was this big thing and you would turn it on and they would show you movies. And at late night, they would have these crazy like aerobic videos that were kind of inappropriate. The women were dressed. They were working out. But it was like soft core something. Taxi and then, cab confessions. This is before taxi cab confessions. Like I'm talking before that was even a thing. I love taxi cab confessions, by the way. And I'm so sad. HBO or Max now took all of that content off of their HBO Max thing in the service. You can't watch like the real sex shows or taxi cab confessions. I think there was another one, Cat House, something. They took all of that content off of their thing. I don't so know why. I do. Cat, Cat House was fired. <laughs> they were, but they took them off because when Discovery purchased them, Discovery is more of a family brand it tracks in middle america the flyover states and they felt that content was a little too risque they didn't want to dabble in that space and there was a period of time because max has gone through a couple of transitions of what it was going to be at one point there was going to be a heavy kids presence in there that they you know changed course on so that is also part of the reason why they took those things off but those were some of the greatest slice of life shows they were educational to me because you just learned about human nature people you got to hear interesting stories and to me you understand that life is not a straight line like you know this in common sense but just hearing some of these stories randomly you know and some of the crazy things that happen it just to me made me respect the you know randomness of life and that you know it can take you anywhere really well netflix hulu uh amazon prime prime video whatever y'all need to tap in and try to get that library if you can put that on there because i think you will get some viewers and if somebody's out there a content creator you know what I'm saying? It's it, the idea is probably out Uber there. Uber confession. I was just about to say Uber slash Lyft confession. I mean, That'd be great. I can't believe that no, nobody has done it yet. 
maybe it's difficult as far as the secret recording and yeah. stuff like that because Taxi Cab Confessions was done in New York in Vegas. I'm not sure what their obviously you had to sign a waiver after the fact and they talked to them, but I don't know if you know a show like that can work now if things are yeah. tricky if they're. I'm not sure, but it was a great concept and I would love to hear it again when we come forward more trending topics more headlines you are locked into rsvp with jill monroe here on kbla talk 1580 trending topics and the hottest happenings you're listening to rsvp with jill monroe on kbla talk 1580 you are locked into rsvp with jill monroe here on kbla talk 1580 let me get to this youtube chat there's lots of comments in there channon says eddie was with everybody and i mean everybody Eddie was getting busy in the 80s. He was dating. He was outside. He was, I mean, it was the time to do it. I can't be mad. I remember I used to watch him on late night talk shows and he used to talk about his social life. Come on, what do you think Eddie was doing in Buffalo with Rick James when they were recording Party all the time? I know. I know. It was active. I know. Who's quote unquote worse? Him or Common? Eddie or Common? Common, because Eddie got married. Eddie was married to Nicole for several years. You know what I'm saying? And now he has been in a committed relationship where he is engaged and has children with, I believe her name is Paige. Um, So, you know, I don't know. Common got to choose up. It's time. It's time. I mean, you know, George Clooney was a bachelor till 50 or maybe almost 50. I guess Commons over 50. We'll just see what happens. Urban Spencer says there are men in their 40s calling women work or them things. So let me tell you something about the work comment. The work is something that I believe started in from professional athletes. I'm going to tell you I heard that from NBA players specifically. And, yeah, they still use it. I mean, People are always going to have a terminology for what I what some call fun girls. I call them fun girls. I have or different things. You know, listen, they always going to speak on it. Urban Spinster also said on and select trying to watch TV through those scrambled lines. Yes, we all were definitely trying to do that. I don't know. As far as T.I., Tiny and King, I hope they'll get it together. It can be hard. Um, I'm sure as a child of a celebrity, he's not the first child of a celebrity that we've seen get into some interesting situations. And again, could be tricky when your dad is, you know, one of the kings of the South and what he's the king of the South for standing on business, certain type. T.I. tried to fight Floyd Mayweather. I want you to think about that for a second. Of course, at least one of the kids is going to be a little wild. Now, listen, coming up in hour two, we're going to break down this Aaron Hall Diddy case. We're also going to talk a little bit about the situation which caused Aaron to meet his his son's mother and some circumstances about that because there's some language that's been floating around. And we know Aaron is a wild boy, but I want to look at this situation from a open standpoint i'm not talking about the case i'm talking about the his baby's mama but we'll get into that on the other side we also have a some stuff about ai and what you might be reading we'll get into all of that in hour two you are locked in to rsvp with jill monroe here on kbla talk 1580 news and sports on the other side <laughs> 